Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. This is your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Chloe Bear Money Coach on the internet. And this is our second week doing a quick tip, quick, that's hard to say, quick tip episode, quick tip episode. And I'm excited to give you like life updates. And as I was kicking my animals out of the room, I was like, what life updates do I have to offer? And honestly, things have been really chill. There's not a whole lot going on in central Illinois. We're gearing up for the holidays. It's December 13th as I'm recording this. And I've just been in those like warm, cozy feels. This week, I, this weekend, I was actually, I was planning on working and like developing some content and things like that. But instead of doing that, I ended up just hanging out with my mom. We went to Sephora, went to Barnes and Noble. I bought a bunch of like trash books. The books that they put out just for the season, but they're like rom-coms in book form. That's what I got. Like they, (laughs) it's candy for the brain, but I need candy for the brain because that's what I read right before I go to bed. And in order for me to essentially turn my brain off. That's what I need. It used to be I would listen to or read self-help books or books about money. And the thing with doing that is it just turns my brain on and then I get a million ideas and then I'm never able to fall asleep. So I ordered or I didn't order. I went to a physical bookstore, Barnes & Noble on, I think it was Sunday that we went. And for those who are watching this on YouTube, I got this cute little Grinch. He's a stuffed animal. However, This is the second Grinch I've had because on Sunday when I bought the Grinch, I brought him home, put him on my coffee table for a minute while I was like getting stuff done. And then like hour later, all of a sudden my parents' dog, Rue, was chewing on something and I look over and I'm like, oh, that's strange. Rue also got a Grinch toy today. What are the chances of that? And she's just tearing it up. And I was like, wait a second, that's my Grinch. You guys, when I tell you that I was devastated, I was devastated. It physically hurt to see Rue chewing on my newfound Grinch plush doll that cost me $17. And I was so sad. So I picked it up and I was like, oh my God. And my family was downstairs having dinner. So they all saw it happen. And my mom goes, it looks like it's still fully intact. And I go, mom, she ripped off his legs. Like he's not fully intact. So the next day, my mom went and get me, got me another one. She said, it was my dog that tore him apart. So I feel partially responsible. And I was like, honestly, it was also my fault for leaving it on the coffee table. But I'm so glad to have the Grinch back. It brings me so much joy just to look at him. I absolutely love the Grinch. And this little plush doll. And like, I even went online to see if there were other plush dolls that I could order, but none of them have the same vibe as this one. I don't know. I just love it. Again, people who are watching the video, I'll describe it to people who are not watching. He's totally green. He's naked. He's got on a little Santa hat. And like, in terms of what Grinch is he, I'd say he closely resembles the original Grinch from the Dr. Seuss book and show. But he also on his side, he's got his cute little Max doll and it's so adorable and I love it so much and it makes me so happy. Yeah, she went to Barnes & Noble on Monday, the day after it happened, and it was the last one. They had to go back into storage to get it into receiving, which fun fact, I actually spent, gosh, six years on and off working at that Barnes & Noble. So my first like big girl job, I don't know if this is a big girl job. This isn't probably not a big girl job, but my first job that was like, a W like I was getting like a tax forms and stuff was when I worked at Barnes and Noble. Everything else is like kind of cash under the table. If I remember correctly, except for maybe the coffee shop, but I didn't work at a coffee shop for very long because my boss was 
awful. But anyway, when I was 16, Barnes Noble was hiring and they were doing like a Christmas help holiday season job fair. And I showed up and I was like, screw it. Let's just do it. Let's try it. Let's see if I can get in. Cause at the time that was my dream job. That was something that like, if I could think of the perfect job for me at 16 years old, that was the job that I wanted. And so I showed up, I gave them my resume. I got an interview the same day. And I think I was hired the same day. And that was my first like extensive hiring process, but I got the job and they didn't realize I wasn't 18 because at the time they were not hiring people who were under the age of 18 to work the actual book floor. They were only, you could work for Barnes and Noble as long as you were 16, but usually if you worked at Barnes and Noble at 16 or under the age of 18, you were put into the cafe. But I snuck on through there. I guess I looked older than a 16-year-old. And then I worked there at Barnes Noble on and off for six years. And my friend Deb, who was my manager back there and one of the managers, is now the store manager. And she's amazing. She would always be so good about like when I'd come home from college and I'd be home for the holidays for the month, I'd always be like, hey, can you throw me on the schedule? And she'd always get me on the schedule. I have really good memories of working at Barnes Noble. Like I went through a lot while I worked there. The age of 16 to 22, 23, we go through a lot as human beings. And I went through, oh, so many boyfriends. Oh, so many different antidepressants. Oh, so many drunken nights. Oh, so many like melodramatic behaviors, haircuts, hairstyles. I had a pixie cut at one point. I've been through a lot with Barnes & Noble. (laughs) So every time I go back, I'm so happy that it's still there because most of the Barnes & Nobles are no longer in existence. But the Peoria Barnes & Noble, it is kicking. It is still. And when we went on Sunday, it was busy. Like people are still shopping at Barnes & Noble, which makes me happy. So it was nice. I bought a bunch of books. I bought a Grinch. Had to go back and buy another Grinch, or my mom did, which is sweet of her. And yeah, so that's what I had going on this weekend. Did I do anything else? Oh, I did do something else. I signed up. So my friend Amanda, she is, you guys all know her as She Wolf of Wall Street. She's one of, honestly, one of my best friends these days in the finance space. And she is also up in Chicago. And every year she gets involved in a basically operation. I think it's called Paying It Forward. And it is a nonprofit that focuses on getting presents to kids that aren't going to have any presents at Christmas otherwise. And she does this every year. And she texts our little group chat with my little trauma squad, which has got like Delian and Rachel, all people who have been on the podcast, Better Wallet too. So if you guys are curious who these people are, just go back and look at the podcast episodes. They're all wonderful human beings. But anyway, she messaged us, does anybody want to sponsor a family for Christmas? And I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. And so we got our assignments on Saturday and she gave me my first assignment. And my first assignment was this adorable six-year-old little girl who her favorite colors were purple and pink. She's six and she needs clothes. And she wanted a doll, a Lele doll. And she also wanted makeup. And I, when I'm telling you, my heart just about burst. My heart just about burst. And so I text her and I was like, hey, are we allowed to go way over the spending limit? And she was like, yes, but you have to be careful because... There's other children in the family, and if they don't get sponsored, they may not have the same kind of Christmas. You just want to sponsor the whole family? And I was like, heck yes, sign me up. So I ended up sponsoring the whole family, and oh my gosh, I had no idea how difficult it is to buy for children in terms of like clothing sizes. I was planning on, like I said, I was planning on working on Saturday, but 
after getting the assignment, I was like, Santa hat on every I had a week to get everything shipped to the person I know things have been really delayed this year. And so I was like, Saturday's the day we're doing it. And so I started shopping the six year old was a little bit difficult to shop for because the clothing sizes they had listed in basically junior sizes where they were saying that she was a size nine, even though nine doesn't really exist for children's sizes. So I went with a size 10 in children's sizes. And, but it took me a really long time to figure that out because I don't ever want to order them something that they can't use or that doesn't fit. That would be terrible as a little kid to get really excited and open some clothes and then realize, oh, these don't even fit. So you can't even use them. And then on top of it, it's underprivileged family. So it's like they can't afford clothes otherwise. And there's a reason they're asking for these things. So I was like paranoid about that. And then spent I think I spent about two hours shopping for my first child and then I looked at the other two siblings and the other two siblings were a newborn which is super easy to pay to buy for I just bought a bunch of like onesies and the other stuff that was on her list and then there was a 15 year old boy and I was like all right let's go bet and (laughs) the sizing was really confusing on this one too so this 15 year old boy had a size shoe of nine and a half, which is a big foot for a a 15 year old. And his clothing sizes that he was requesting though were in children's sizes. He was asking for an 1820 in children's size. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense because everywhere I shopped, nothing had anything all the way up to 1820. Everything like stopped at size 16. So I was like, okay, is this a men's small or a men's medium if we're going into men's sizes? And I asked a million people. I asked my mom because I was like, you birthed five children. I would think you would know this answer. She's like, I do not know this answer. I asked my dad. He did also not know this answer. So then I went to Instagram and y'all helped me out. Many of you were equally as confused as I was. (laughs) But what I ended up doing is I did find some joggers that were a size 18, 20. So I got those for his, for one of his clothing items. Then I got him like a men's medium in joggers so that he can grow into those. And then I got him, he really wanted a winter coat. So I got him a adult medium for a winter coat so that he can, again, grow into it. Because if you have a nine and a half size shoe and you're 15 years old, I feel like you're going to outgrow everything in three months. So yeah, I spent a really long, it ended up taking me five hours to do all the different shopping that I did, but it was really fun. And I felt like Santa Claus. It was, I felt really good. I got the mom like an extra gift card so that if she wants to get something for like Christmas dinner or whatever, it just, it made me really happy. And I want to do that every year now. If you guys are curious, I'm sure there are programs in your city that do that as well. This one was specifically called paying it forward. And I'm really happy about it. It felt it made me feel so happy and filled with Christmas joy. And I'm not going to lie. It did it did make me think that maybe I would like to foster kids or adopt kids someday because it just made me so happy. I don't ever want to give birth. I don't think the idea of giving birth freaks me the fuck out so much. No part of me wants to give ugh, I can't. But more power to all you mamas out there who can because that terrifies me. But I think I could adopt like a six-year-old or a 12-year-old. I think I could do that. I could definitely foster. That's what I'll do first is I'll foster to make sure like I'm well-equipped for this. And then, but I'm going to wait until I'm like in my late 30s, early 40s. Spend 20 years raising some children. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm talking about. But anyway, it did implant this. I wouldn't mind giving back in this way. So we'll see what happens. Give me 10 years, guys. So anyway, that's what's going on in my life. I know you guys are all probably wondering what's going on in my dating life as well. Still together with my human who I L-O-V-E friends. I L-O-V-E. But I think I 
I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna drop like a secret about him every week so that you guys could like get a little bit more information. I think I told you last week that some of you will know who he is. I'm gonna tell you that I think I told you that I've known him for years. The other secret I will drop is the first letter of his name is T. Okay. That's all I'm going to share, but things are going really good. He's coming down for the holiday. Oh, I just dropped another secret. That means he's coming from North. He's coming down to spend the holiday with my family. He'll be here for a whole week over the new year. And I'm really excited. So things are going good. I'm a happy lady. All right. Now enough rambling. Let's get to the money tip of the week. But before we do, this money tip of the week is brought to you by the get your money right guide. (laughs) So if you have not downloaded my get your money right guide, this is going to be one of your last chance chances to do it in the current iteration that it's in. It is going to be changing next year. So if you want to get it probably at its bulkiest where there's the most information, the most stuff, then I recommend heading to the lazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. That link is always in the show notes, but that is going to give you the tools you need to get started on your money journey right freaking now. And you know what? It's December 13th, 13th as I'm recording with this, which means that this is not going to come out until next week. We're really close to the end of the year, but that doesn't mean you can't start your money journey right now. Get to it, my friends. That, again, is at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. Now let's get to the money tip this week. So your money tip this week, I want to talk to you about an account that literally everybody should have. In fact, I think it's incredibly silly that a lot of people don't, that they're somehow scared of this account, and I don't understand it. And I think the only reason I could understand that people might be quote unquote, afraid of this account is because they don't understand it. So we are going to talk about, drumroll please, high yield savings accounts. I don't know why, but high yield savings accounts are always like one of the most popular topics when I talk about anything on Club Air Money Coach, on TikTok, or on Instagram, even on Twitter. But high yield savings accounts, I'm telling you guys, they're not a big deal, but they are essential. There is no reason for you not to have one. So let's break it down. First, a high yield savings account is essentially the same thing as a regular bank account. The biggest difference is that most high yield savings accounts are online only. That means there's no brick and mortar store, which means that because they're saving on a brick and mortar location and they don't have ATMs, they're able to pass the savings of doing that onto you in the form of interest. So for example, most bank accounts across the US, I think the average of the interest that they pay you is about 0.024%, which is like nothing, right? 0.024%. It might be 0.24%, but either way, it's almost nothing. And 0.24% is good. I think my bank does 0.01%, but that's like pennies on your dollar, right? A high yield savings account right now, my high yield savings account is paying me 3% interest. Like what? So if I have $10,000 invested and not invested, it's not really invested. It's a savings account. But if I have $10,000 in my savings account, I'm going to make $300 a year just putting it into my high yield savings account. There's zero risk. It is just sitting in a bank account just like it would in my regular bank account. So 
that's a no brainer. That's an extra 300 bucks a year into savings that I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to take on any extra risk. I just had to move my money into an online savings account that offers me that interest rate. Now the interest rates are variable. So when we were in the pandemic and interest rates were super, super low, I know we're still in a pandemic, but when we were dealing with the depths of it, when we were new to the pandemic, the interest rates went down to 0.05 or 0.5%. So they were really low. They weren't very high yield anymore. Now we're getting back up there. We're at 3%. I think they they used to at some point be closer to 5%, but still 3% is not bad. You can't really get a guaranteed return with zero risk at 3% anywhere else, except for in I-bonds, but I-bonds have a whole other slew of issues that I talked about in a previous episode. So if you want to learn more about that, go back and listen to that. But anyway, what else do I want to say? So they're the same as a regular bank account. They are FDIC insured. Just make sure that yours is FDIC insured because there are a lot of new banking services out there. So you want to double check that you are using one that is FDIC insured. Do not use a bank account that is not FDIC insured. But like I said, you will want to keep your regular bank account, at least your checking account, because the high yield savings account, since they're online only, you're only going to be able to transfer money in and out using your regular checking account. Now, there are some high yield savings accounts that do also offer high interest checking accounts. I believe Ally has one. I don't use it right now. I should look into it though. Um, but also, I believe SoFi also has checking accounts slash ATMs. So some high yield savings accounts do offer checking accounts and ATMs, but the ones generally, most of them right now do not. So you do need to keep that in mind. Some people see that as a con to a high yield savings account, but think about it this way. Your high yield savings account is supposed to be a savings account. You're not supposed to be taking money out of it all the time. You're not supposed to be using it for transactions that you're using on a daily basis. It is supposed to be for those things that you want to put in a separate bank account to save to your emergency fund, your travel funds, your sinking funds, those things. That's what a high yield savings account is for. If you are dipping into your high yield savings account every couple of days, that's not really a savings account, is it? That's more of a current account, a checking account. So I don't think it's a con. And actually, I think it's a hack for people who are bad at making sure that money in their savings account stays in their savings account. So that's another pro to me. That doesn't mean that it's not liquid. That doesn't mean that the money's not accessible to you. It is. You just are going to have to transfer your money out of the high yield savings account into a regular bank account in order to access it. So that's why most people keep their regular bank accounts as well. Some people only use their online savings accounts because some of them do offer those checking accounts. But, um, that's that pro con. Most high yield savings accounts now do not have minimums. They don't have monthly fees. In fact, the ones that I use do not have any minimums and have no fees. I use Ally and I also use Yada. I don't like Yada as much as I used to. It used to be I could win a lot of money with Yada. Yada does this weird thing where, and it's Y-O-A, Yada does this thing where essentially they gamify savings, which I like. I like gamifying savings. I don't like gamifying investing. The reason that they're, or how they're gamifying savings is that when you put money into Yada, they give you Yada lottery tickets. And every single week, <clears throat> they'll do a lottery and then you'll win money. And you can win all the way up to a Tesla and I think a million dollars. Granted, do you, most people aren't winning that kind of money, but I do think it's fun. It helps gamify things. And when interest rates were really low for high yield savings accounts, I was making a lot more money with Yada than what I was making with my ally. So it's just something fun. I keep about half of my emergency fund in ally and half of my emergency fund in Yada just to see which one's doing better. So 
I find that entertaining. But my other ones, Allie's been like a fan favorite for as long as I've had a high yield savings account. I highly recommend them. I think they are the most trusted, most secure savings account out there. None of this sadly is sponsored, but Ally, if you happen to be listening, hit me up, slip into my DMs. All right. What else do you guys need to know about online savings accounts, high yield savings accounts? They take 15 minutes to open online. They're truly not a big deal. In fact, I was helping a friend with her finances on Friday and we literally opened up a high yield savings account for her on Ally in four minutes. It's easy as easy as pie. The other thing people often ask is, is it easy to transfer my money in and out of it? It's just as easy as if you were using Venmo or QuickPay or Zelle or whatever. It's super easy. It does take two to three days to hit your regular bank account. So always take that into consideration. Oh, and make sure that when you're shopping for a high yield savings account, and honestly, don't spend more than 10 minutes shopping for a high yield savings account. They're not a big deal. It's going to get you some interest on your money. It's better than no interest on your money. And honestly, You'll be fine if you just go with Ally or Yada. I would probably trust Ally over Yada, to be totally honest. But anyway, what was I going to say? There are a lot of DeFi products, which are crypto products out there that are pretending to be savings accounts. So you need to be really careful. That's why I would say stick to Ally, Yada, Marcus. What's the other ones? Market. I know Susie Orman. I think Susie Orman does Alliant or something along those lines. Like go with a reputable one because the DeFi products are not savings accounts. They pretend that they're savings accounts, but you are essentially investing in quote unquote stable coins, which is just a silly name because crypto is just not that stable. But if your bank account is offering you like 8% crypto cash back, you need to run. That is a DeFi product. It is not insured look up the BlockFi situation right now. If you're even tempted to go with a DeFi product, look up the BlockFi situation where they are going totally bankrupt. Lots of people do not know if they're going to get their money back. It's a, it's an, it's a mess. We don't do banking with crypto, okay? Crypto is like a speculative asset. I'll do an episode. I'll do a money tip on crypto sometime, okay? So anyway, that's pretty much all I have, I think, on high yield savings account. Let me think if there's anything else. There's no extra fees. My favorite is Ariata, and I think that's pretty much it, guys. Anyway, let me know if you have other questions in my DMs on Instagram, Clover Money Coach or The Money Bear. I'm better at checking Clover Money Coach, obviously. And yeah, my if you need those links to Yada or Ally, again, grab the lazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. It is my free guide. I have links to both of them in there. And I think that's all. Spend 15 minutes before the year is over. Open your high yield savings account and transfer your money over there. Make dollars instead of pennies. Okay? Okay? All right. That's all I got for you guys this week. Thanks for stopping by. And if you made it this far, please be sure to leave us a review, rate, subscribe, all of those things. It helps us out a lot. It's I'm 100% the kind of person who just needs like affirmation that you like what I'm doing. <laughs> so if you like what we are doing, please leave us a review. It means a lot to us. And remember, we're talking about finances. So everything on this show is for opinion only, entertainment only. It is not financial advice. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the link in the show notes. So all I got for you guys. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.